Oh, Haley and Luke. Some of y'all don't know my daughter, Haley. Well, she says hers all the time when she gets up here. So I get to say our daughter, Haley, and her mustached <laughs> husband. We're not used to that. He hasn't had that before, but he can grow that in how many days do you grow that? Just a snap. It's like it wasn't there and now it is. It's miraculous. And it goes for a good illustration about what I'm going to talk about today. So, yes. So coming from my, my uh, anatomy, that will never happen. That's unbelievable for me. <laughs> I'm actually kind of grateful. It takes me about 10 seconds to shave. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that are laughing the hardest are the ones that take the longest to shave, I think. Because <laughs> uh, I've been blessed with just enough right here. My wife went away for a couple weeks. And uh, you can't even see it, can you? Especially since it's, <laughs> it's There's something here. <laughs> yeah, and she came back from being gone for two weeks and she said, leave it. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I don't know if I, I needed to look older or what. But um, anyway, it's there. Um, the problem is if I let it go too long, then it the gray in it begins to be too prominent. Anyway, so, lest we divert too much. So we're just so grateful for each person here and, and the coming together. It, it creates this atmosphere of expectancy in the presence of God. And we've sung some songs here this morning that really go to uh, something that I'm gonna share today. We've been talking about believing in God and believing is, is the core basis of getting anywhere from him. Uh, you know, we... Doing anything in your life requires believing in it before you'll move to do anything about it. And so we've gone over this several weeks now, but um, I, I want to talk about um, there's some things that are just beyond uh, the pale. I don't know if you remember, there was a, a show, Happy Days, and it was going pretty well until they jumped the shark. Have you ever heard that term? They jumped the shark? Yeah, it was like they just went too far, right? <laughs> the Fonz, yeah. The Fonz, he jumped a shark, a water skiing. And it's like, ah, uh, that's unbelievable. You, we, we just can't watch Happy Days anymore because he jumped a shark. <laughs> but, but in this day that we're living, I mean, there's stuff happening, especially in the last few years, that, man, it's, it's almost possible to believe anything, isn't it? I mean, it's like stuff that we wouldn't have even thought it's like me having a mustache. It wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. And now all of a sudden there's things that people are doing and believing. You know, in my little app here this morning, I said, it's possible to talk. And this happened to me once. I went in my office and my sister lives in Australia. And all of a sudden on Facebook or FaceTime, she comes up on FaceTime. She wants to talk to me. And there's no delay. I mean, very little, you know. And... So you can actually talk to somebody in Australia while you're driving your electric car down the, down the road, deciding what kind of creature you want to be today. And anything's possible, right? So you're not going to impress me with anything that's going to be unbelievable for me. It's, it's almost that kind of atmosphere, isn't it? And yet there are things that go beyond our ability to latch a label on them. And, and, and it's a, it, it goes to a spiritual realm. You know, the things like, like love yeah. and hate, yeah. uh, they exist in a... Some people don't believe in love because they haven't had an experience. It's, it hasn't been something they've experienced. Like you, can, you don't actually see it. You can see some evidence of it. 
But there's a, there's a realm that has to do with believing that for some, it's going to require an experience that's beyond seeing and touching, beyond a social uh, post of some kind. It's going to be something that's actually real. So I want to I delve into this, to this just a little bit today because this is, goes to the core of who we are, each one of us today. And it's the biggest challenge, I believe, to really experiencing who God is. So let's, let's talk to our father here before we get started. We need help today. He's come to help us to understand some things. Help me to share it. Praise God, it's gonna be good. It's, it's changing me already. So man, if I'm being changed, you'll, you'll be affected seeing me changed before your very eyes. It'll be amazing, all right? Father, we love you. We thank you, God. <laughs> Lord, when you look at us, God, you see things that are unimaginable to anybody else. <laughs> Unbelievable to anybody else, God, because you're a God of faith. You're a God that believes in us. What an amazing thing that is, God. <laughs> God, you don't, you don't just look at this outward stuff and say, okay, you're, you're disqualified because of this or that. God, you're always seeing, you're, you're seeing yourself in us. And Lord, I, I pray that you'd help us to be able to see this a little bit today. Not just a little bit, a whole bunch. Help us to see it a whole bunch today. God, so that the enablement of belief can be activated inside of us. Lord, we ask for it. We thank you for helping us with it in Jesus' name. So, so I want to talk about believing in the unbelievable. Okay. So I'm going to go, uh, we're going to go look at what Jesus went through. On the earth, because sometimes when you look at what Jesus did, you think, wow, he did signs and wonders and miracles, didn't he? Everybody had to believe. Can you imagine seeing somebody raised from the dead? I mean, Lazarus came out of a grave after being wrapped up, put in a tomb for days. Can you imagine? Oh, man, I believe anything now. Talk about riding in an electric car and talking to himself. No, this is somebody rising from the grave. I mean, uh, uh, how could you not believe at this point, right? But people still didn't believe. They still didn't believe, especially one thing. And it had to do with Jesus' identity. You know, all the religious leaders... I mean, Jesus was going, he was going outside of the temple. He came outside of the temple and there was, a, there was a blind man there that didn't even know who he was. So he, did, he wasn't set up. He, didn't, he hadn't even heard about it. He didn't even know who Jesus was. And so uh, Jesus heals him. He says, go wash. He, he puts some mud on his eyes. He says, go wash off in the pool. And he goes to wash off in the pool and he's healed, yeah. completely healed. He'd been blind from birth. I mean, that's amazing. And the religious leaders looking at this, all they saw is somebody getting healed on the Sabbath day, which you're not supposed to do, right? But what's amazing about this is a man was just healed of being blind since birth. And they were having a problem, not with the miracle. They could believe the miracle. And here's where I want to challenge us today because, you know, a lot of times we're believing for, for God to do something in our life and God will do it. He's all, he, he can do all things. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. But I want to understand what believing really is, what that really means. Because for that to, to be real in my life, I'm going to have to al align some things with that. 
And what is he saying to believe when he says, if you can only believe? Okay? <laughs> so, he's doing all these miracles. And what he's really trying to do, though, is not to get them to believe in miracles, but to believe in him. And this was the unbelievable for those who could not accept who he was. This is the difference. So, in fact, he, he got to the end of his life and he said, so for which of these miracles are you crucifying me? And it wasn't for the miracle, it was for the unbelievable, which is, he said, I am the son of God. It was the identity that they could not believe. Okay, let's look at this. Let's look at Luke twenty-two seventy. Okay, I'm just going to back up just a little bit because, um, well, this is where they're talking about this. Luke twenty-two seventy says, then they all said, are you then the son of God? So he said to them, you rightly say that I am. This is when he's on trial, right? Right before he's going to be crucified. And um, these, these, they're ready to kill him. But what are they really ready to kill him for? Not the miracles, not things you could believe with by sight, but for what he claimed. Who he was. That was the unbelievable. And they said, what further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. This is the unacceptable, you're guilty, you have to be crucified, unbelievable thing for them, okay? And this is why he came, not to just do miracles, but to have people believe in his identity. Until you believe in his identity, you're not going anywhere else, okay? Can we accept that? It's so important to know who Jesus is, his identity. But still today, the vast majority of the world, even people in church, really don't believe in his identity. And, and we'll kind of see what this means. Because you cannot believe in his identity without believing in his mission. And his, the purpose of his identity was to do something else that we'll see, okay? This is really wonderful. Can you get ready? This is, this is, man, get a big mouthful or open up your mouth really big, just like a bird, and let's just really receive, okay? All right. John 3, 3. So it's not just his ability, but his identity. Jesus answered his head to him. Okay, so he's talking to this guy named Nicodemus, and he's a ruler. He's, he's a, a Jewish ruler that's, well known and 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 in that in that realm it's it's a lot about what you do it's everything is about what you do and so he comes to Jesus and he says most assuredly I say to you unless uh, I'm, I'm, he he comes to him and he and he asks him um, what do I have to do to get eternal life and he said you must be born again, right? Let's, let's read this. Most assuredly, I say, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? What is this? This is unbelievable, isn't it? Because what does Jesus directly go to um, when he's asked this question? He directly goes to identity. Not something you can do. Something you have to be. It changes who you are. 
And all the things that you could do in the law would never qualify you for being changed from who you are. It requires a change of DNA, okay? So Braden has got our, our little boy we're, we're raising. He's, he's 10. He's going to be 11 here pretty soon. And he's gotten into all this DNA stuff. And he's telling me how, you know, if you can take somebody when they're little and get, put a little dinosaur DNA in them, that they'll, that they'll grow a tail, you know? <laughs> if you can just change their DNA. And, man, he, he's got all these things figured out about how to create all these different things by just doing their DNA. And he says, Poppy, don't you know that, you know, you can be like a superhero? He, he said, what superhero do you want to be, Dad? Poppy? And I said, I never really thought about that. <laughs> really. said, well, if you just get the right DNA, you can become a superhero. And it requires a change of your makeup, of who you are, right? And so Jesus goes right to the reason why he came at the same time as, as, as his mission for being here, okay? Let's go on to, to Matthew 16, 15. And this is really interesting. So he, he's saying it's going to have to be about a change of who you are. You don't get into the kingdom without changing who you are. Not just who you believe in. It's not enough to just believe in Jesus. That's why I said there's a lot of people in church today. It's not just enough to believe in Jesus. <laughs> you have to believe in his identity, but that's not enough. There's going to have to be another belief that has action that goes with it. Okay, um, so he's having this conversation with Peter, <clears throat> and man, pe people are trying to figure out who Jesus is, aren't they? Man, he's some prophet. He's he's somebody that's come back from the grave. He's and and, uh, and so Jesus asks him this. He says, "Ask Peter this." He says, "But who do you say that I am?" Not what do you think I can do? Who do you say I am? And Peter answered him and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He identified who Jesus was, where he came from, and who he was connected with. Now, what was, I don't have it in here, but but what was Jesus' reply to that? He said, well, just like you are Peter, like your name is Peter, which is rock. He said, that revelation that you just told me about identity, about who I am, the revelation of identity is what I'm going to build my church upon. <laughs> now, hang with me on this, though, because we just saw that Jesus was telling Nicodemus that he was going to have to be reborn. It was going to take not just believing in, in who Jesus was, but the revelation of identity yeah. is what the church is actually built upon. <laughs> okay? Hang with me on this. This is good stuff, all right? We're going on with this, all right? John 17, 23. This more than any other is the most necessary belief in the unbelievable. So a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, we want to, how, how many want something from God today? You know, how many want a new car? How many, you know, it's like all this stuff that we can think that, that God can do for us. And, and we can say, if you just believe. Well, not necessarily, because if your heart isn't actually believing this, it doesn't matter how much you say you are, or how mentally you're assenting. Yeah. 
Because until you are changed in who you are, because it, it requires a heart belief before a, a mind belief is going to get anywhere with it. Okay? So, so Jesus, I, I love this prayer in John 17. And he's praying for this over those that he's going to lay down his life for. He says, I and them, he's talking to his father, he says, I and them and you in me, that we may be made perfect in one. How many believe in the Trinity? Yes. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. How, how many believe in the quantity? <laughs> I don't know, I just made that up. Because <laughs> what is Jesus talking about here? He's talking about his father, him, and us. That sounds like a quantity, doesn't it? But, and what are they? What are we? One. That sounds like a unity, doesn't it? That sounds like an identity where you don't see a whole lot of separation. Amen? Maybe a different personality, maybe a different function, but one. Right? <laughs> okay. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one. Does that sound like there's any flaws that, that there's anything out of order, there's, there's a little bit of dirt here, a little bit of, no, perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. What's Jesus talking about? He's talking about identity, isn't he? Right? He said, Father, this is my prayer. And I mean, this is just a part of it. Read the rest of the chapter. He is so passionate about this. That we can be one together. What's he come to do? He told Nicodemus this. He said, I've come to create a new identity. That people aren't even going to get into the kingdom without getting this new identity. And it's the same identity that was unbelievable to the religious leaders that they they crucified Jesus for having. It was a son of God identity. Now, I know I'm talking to the choir here, but man, can we just pretend like we haven't heard this yet a little bit? Can we do this? Because I believe it's one of the biggest things we're challenged with in believing in God. Because you cannot believe in the Redeemer without being redeemed. Without being the one that he's come to to help to make a difference in. Right? right? Let's go to 1 John 4.17. As he is, so are we. This goes to the challenging part of, and again, I, I, I want to say, let's almost, can we almost accept this, that we really don't believe it to its fullest yet? <laughs> it, for us, we can almost accept that this is still unbelievable. Actually, let me just say it. So actually, uh, went golfing yesterday with Buddy, and it was unbelievable. 
In fact, my buddy said, this is unbelievable. I said, that's what I'm talking about tomorrow. <laughs> this is, must, have been, must have been God or something. <laughs> it's amazing how many times you can hit the ball and have it go nowhere. Actually, actually, I think, I think he was the one that hit the ball and it came right back. <laughs> Didn't you? I think, I think that was your shot. I mean, it could have been mine as, as, as unbelievable as it was yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you, you would think the way they make those clubs, you know, with a nice little scoop on the end and everything, that, that the ball would actually go in the air, but no, it's, just, it's unbelievable. It stays right on the ground. It's, in fact, sometimes you don't even hit it. Unbelievable. It's like... <laughs> uh, but in a not too sobering way, stay joy, joyful with me. <laughs> I think sometimes our belief in what we're talking about here can be just about as bad as my golf game. Is that a good correlation? I think that was a good correlation. Because sometimes it's, we're, it's not going like we would think. We're not seeing evidence of this. He just said, I'm his son. And I'm hitting the ball on the ground. Maybe it's not the, maybe it's not the design. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not what he came to do that's the problem. Maybe it's us getting hooked up with that. Amen? <laughs> All right. Love has been perfected among us in this. Don't you like how First John talks about love? Because everything is about love. It's what does love do? It removes all the you have to do this in order to get this kind of stuff, right? And it and it and it causes us to. And this is why we have to be together so that we can endure each other, so so that we can love, right? But what is it accomplishing? It's accomplishing this identity that reflects the Father's identity. And you can't believe in a God of love without taking on His nature. So, so all the things that you could define is 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 you do this and you don't do this. It's not about that. It's about identity. It's about what we've been given in our relationship with, with Jesus as a result of his prayer for us, right? So that we would be one with him. All right. <clears throat> did I say that it's unbelievable that I'm a son of God? I didn't get to that, did I? I was doing the golf thing. But you know what? I mean, just, just be real here. I mean, we're sitting here in Texas listening to a lady from England. <laughs> so blessed. We have air conditioning. But just close your eyes for a second. Think about being loved just as much as Jesus is loved, one with the Father God. I'm sorry, but unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I mean, not, but that's, that's way, that's way, way more than a mountain jumping in the ocean. Being a son of God, wow. For me, that's going to take some faith. You know, people are believing in, and again, I, I said kind of different identities today, and it's like, that takes some faith. You know what I mean? There's no evidence of it anywhere else. And in a sad way, that's like us as Christians sometimes. It's like, I don't see evidence of it here, but if God said it is, it might not be fully developed yet. It might have some stuff that needs to be taken off the, the edges. Yeah. 
I, I might need to get in where his fire is and have some stuff burned off. But in me, just like in her, we don't hear any little laughing child yet, but there's one in there. Amen? And if you hang around long enough, he will gestate and he will produce as long as we keep believing. Amen? But what are we believing in? Oh, let's look at this. This is so good. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. You know what it makes you do is start wondering, okay, well, who is he? It's kind of like how we got started on this in the first place. To come to God at all, you have to believe that he is. Well, what is he? Right? You start looking at that. Well, if we are going to be as Jesus is, <laughs> then we got to find out how Jesus is and start looking at ourselves differently. I'm telling you what, we're just getting started in this. We're just getting started, and there's no end to the potential. You know, so much of what religion wants us to do is just to say, and, and, and even in this song, I almost said something during the song, because God is moving right now, but not randomly. He's moving according to his word and in response to what we say. Amen? In that, we can have great confidence. My breakthrough's coming, not just randomly because God likes me today. My breakthrough's coming because he's given me a promise, and I'm going to stand on that promise. Amen? And I've been made one with the Almighty God. And just as, I, just as Jesus is in this earth today, I've come to be a representative of that. I'm one with him right now. Unbelievable. It requires faith. Amen? And that's where it gets really wonderful because he's came, he came to make a new creation out of us that can believe. We can't believe out of our minds anymore. We're believing out, the, out of this new being that we've been made to be. That's why Jesus said you have to be born again. You'll not believe this out of your brain. You'll not believe this out of Facebook or Twitter or whatever else, whatever somebody else is saying. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you in your heart, but not just a, any, it's, it's going to be one that, that is, is transformed. Amen? Now, what's wonderful about this is the, this word of truth will come to any heart. It's been given to any heart that he is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. You have to come through him. But to become that, it's going to be an ongoing progression of belief. You have to receive him as your Lord because you have to become a new creation. Right? But man, there, it, for everything else that we're going to have in God, going from that point, we're going to have to believe that it's not just something we're waiting on God to do or that if we get all our ducks lined up in a row correctly and have all the right verses and everything right. No. The main thing that we believe, first of all, is that I'm one with him. My identity is different because it's not about just trying to manipulate God to do something for us. He said, I've given you my very nature. How did Jesus operate on the earth when he was here? He operated as a man. 
in the very same way that he's enabling us to do through an identity. He said, I must be about my father's business. I must be doing. He had this identity. He said, I don't do anything without. This is how tight we are. Got any bros you're tight with? You know, it's like, we don't go anywhere without the other one, you know. (laughs) And Jesus said, we are one. He said, in fact, look at me right now. You're looking at the Father. Didn't he? He said that, didn't he? He said, because they're they're asking him, show us the Father. He said, well, look at me. I'm him. Where did he get that? Well, he he was sent to be our Messiah, but he, he didn't come to just be that himself. He came to impart that to us. Amen? <laughs> okay, this is good stuff. From this belief will be a basis for anything else that we can believe in God. Amen? All right, let's go to Galatians 2.20. They might be familiar with some of these, but man, let's see these in, in, in this context. Amen? <clears throat> Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. <laughs> so so, so the, the belief that starts this identification with Christ goes right back to our deserving of death. Anybody deserve death? You know, if you fail in one area, it doesn't matter how good you are in every other area. You know, uh, I've been so good. I've been good to my community. I've been faithful to this. But I just happened to kill somebody yesterday. What what happens? What happens to all your goodness that you've been doing? It just goes away, doesn't it? Right? (laughs) Now, and it doesn't even take killing somebody. You know, Jesus said, if you do something in your heart, you've done it. Right? So. (laughs) So that old identity had to be put to death first. And what I love about this is that's why Jesus came to, to be crucified was for us. But there has to be this identity with him right from that point. We have to say, that was me. That was me on the cross. <laughs> right? You don't get to the me on the outs, uh, coming out of the grave till you get to go with him onto the cross. Right? I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives. (laughs) This sounds like an identity. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, look at me right now. In fact, y'all just look at me right now. I'm going to say this by faith. You might not want to look. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you look the most. You look the most, yeah. Um, Because right now, in reality, I'm Jesus. That's what he's saying, right? Now, I'm Jesus in this body. I'm Jesus that needs to grow in in a representation of what that is. There's some stuff that needs to change in me. Right? There's going to be there's going to be adjustments of that, but according to what he what Paul said, and Paul had the revelation of, of, of what we're talking about here today. It's interesting that the disciples didn't understand what was going on as much. Paul had this revelation that when Jesus died, we died with him. 
We got to identify. And what's so precious about this is all the stuff that needed to go, all the condemnation that, is, that you could put on me, he took it to the cross. <laughs> so that now, it's no longer me living. You're, you're seeing me in this body, but it's Christ. Now, I'm going to have to believe this, though, for it to be effective. Why? Because you can't act on something that you're not believing. <laughs> so, we can grow in this, can't we? Let's look at this a little bit more. Let's go. It's now identity, it's, uh, but fulfilled purpose. So we get an identity, Romans 6, 4 here. And this is, this is one of the verses that we have actually for our church here is it's not enough to have an identity without a purpose. So we get this. We've gone to the cross. We've got, we've, all the disqualifications have been killed, right? And now when you look at me, I'm a walking Jesus. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not him in the flesh. I'm not, but he, this, is, this was his prayer though, right? We saw his prayer. He said that they may be one. We see how this happens. Galatians 2.20. We were crucified with him. Now we live with him. But I guarantee you, you could not, you could not have been with Jesus when he was on this earth without being a part of his purpose. Because identity with him is not just for me. Identity with him is to fulfill his mission. Right? And actually, this is where we get our, our joy in living. It's not in, in getting victorious ourselves. You know, victory in a battle is not to just say, hey, we won the battle. It's to, it's to occupy. It's to make a difference. It's to make a change in a society, isn't it? Okay. Your old sin-loving nature was buried with him by baptism when he died. And when God the Father, with glorious power, brought him back to life again, you were given his wonderful new life to enjoy. Now, you, let, let's don't look at, what was Jesus' life about? It, it wasn't just floating on clouds and shooting arrows, you know. <laughs> it was his mission. Yeah, and what, and what was that? That was to share this thing. Man, the, the, the people that, are most satisfied with the recent purchase, what do they do? They have a little button on Facebook for that. <laughs> Don't they? Or YouTube or Twitter or whatever. What are you supposed to do when you like something? You're supposed to share it. You're sh share it, right? And, that, and that's actually, you, get, you can get just as much fun in hitting the share button as you did in just seeing the thing. But what he's called us to, he said, I'm going to make a new creation out of you now. You're, in order for you to actually believe in me, you're going to have to believe in my mission. And you're going to have to believe that it includes you. And in the believing of that, I believe is what Jesus was saying when he said, if you can only believe, all things are possible to you. I believe that this is a part of what he meant by believe. Not just believe randomly. Or just, yeah, I believe that 
you know, thing on the, on the, on the wall that represents. No, and I believe that he was the son of God and that I right now am a part of his building of the church on this earth that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. What does that mean? That means we're going forward with a purpose that will not be able to be repelled by the enemy because I'm identifying as a son of God. Amen? Who was Jesus talking to? Thank you. Who, who was Jesus talking to when he said, these signs and greater will you do? Just random people that said, ah, oh, this is like a good idea. I think I'll go give that a try. No, that was, it was those who believed in who he was and took on that identity for themselves. And they were the ones that were gonna do the works in greater so that, that God would get glory. Amen? Romans 6, 4. Oh, I already read that, didn't I? That you, I like, I like one of the translations says that you can walk in newness of life. What is that? You know, there's another scripture that says, and, um, and we're always being called to triumph in Christ. And he, through us, spreads everywhere the fragrance of knowing him. There's, a, there's, there's evidence when you actually are one with him. Yes. People will know newness of life because I do. Yes. Amen? <laughs> All right. This is already complete. This is what's wonderful in this. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. And again, our new little arrival that we're going to celebrate here in a little while. He's already perfect in there. He's already complete in his design. All the DNA is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> right? Now, he's got a lot of growing to do. He's got, he's got potential. He's going to have to develop in each one of those potential. A lot of that's on who's around him, his parents. A lot of it de is determined. You know, a lot of these identity issues in our world today have to do with the parents. You know, it's what, it's what they're surrounded by. Right? And... Um, Let's look at this, Colossians 2, 9. We are already complete in him. And, and I want to challenge us in this because sometimes we're, we're going to seminars and we're studying, we're hearing sermons on, on how seven steps to this and seven steps to that. And it's as if we're having to get to somewhere or to become something else. And, and Jesus said, I'm going to make you something else first. And then what you do with what I make you is going to determine what you become. It's like, it's like a child, like, like, like uh, Hayden. You know, he was born with a different drummer than I was. So his musical sounds are different than mine. And yay, viva la difference. All right. Any French speaking? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I... <laughs> That was, that was my best attempt at that. We actually have some French speaking. <laughs> but as much as he had that, that different drummer at birth, it wasn't until he started listening and applying himself and actually doing something with that that he could develop something that sounded like who he already was. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, all right. For in him... 
dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's in Jesus, right? So it's already there. It's already in him completely, the fullness of who God is. And who? It says you, but man, let's say me. And me, I. And you are, are what? You're, you have to, you're still going to have to, no? No, it's already done, isn't it? See, and this is where I think we need to be challenged. Can we just do this today? I'm already complete in him. I'm already one with the most high. Now, <laughs> me saying this right now isn't going to be effective tomorrow. I'm going to have to do it again tomorrow. Amen? I'm going to have to renew this. It's going to have to be something that, that when I start feeling down, when I start feeling like, whoa, boy, what a loser I am. Does anybody ever feel like that? <laughs> I do sometimes. It's like, and I have to say, no. No, I know something else. And, and, and reality requires some attention sometimes. <laughs> right? In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. I'm complete in him right now. I'm above all those things that, that would seem to be ominous and, and scary. That's why, you know, some of these, <laughs> some of these things that we can be, I, I went to Nepal, and uh, man, they, they got all kinds of demonic activity there. And, and you're walking down the street, and they, and they got, I mean, and they believe in all kinds of gods, and they have all kinds of demons just going around, you know. And, and uh, they have these little, these, these little uh, figurines or whatever, and um, you're supposed to, like, spin a wheel or, you know, do something when you go by there. Uh, but I saw these little kids, they, little kids in, they were going to, to school, and they had uniforms on, and, and they're going by, and they're looking at those things, and, and, and they're afraid kind of looking at them and going around them, and, you know? And, and um, this is real stuff. My, my dad went to a, a, a Buddhist temple, and it was one that he wasn't supposed to go into. Somebody put a curse on him. He ended up experiencing something. He got victory over it. He's alive right now. He's going to be 90. But it's, there's very real things going on, that, but we don't have to be afraid of them in the least. And, and they took me to this temple, and, it, and it's, it's one where they, uh, and they have, a lot of stuff is sexual. That's when, when sexual stuff starts going, it's, it's not progressive. It's regressive. It's, it's going backwards. <laughs> In fact, it's going towards third world. It, it will take us to third world when perversity is, is, is winning and perversion. Uh, because it's not just a, a choice of the mind. It's a, it's a giving in to another master what it is and so they took me to this place and they got these figurines I won't tell you what they look like but I mean and, and, and they worship these things and they got these they're cremating people down by the river and these priests take the ashes and put them over themselves and they're all high on something you know and, and uh, I mean it's, it's and what was I'll, I'm just saying this because and the Holy Spirit does this for us it gives us, he says, this is what you're up against? What a bunch of silliness. And you can be afraid of this? No. 
I was like, wow. I, I felt like a, a giant, you know? It's like... <laughs> And, and even, even the people that were taking me, they were getting ready to sacrifice a steer there or a bull or whatever it was. And, and um, um, I kind of wanted to see what happened, you know. I said, oh, we got to get out of here. But, <laughs> but you know what? We're, we've been made one with the Almighty God. We have nothing to fear. We're, we've been... <laughs> We're complete in him who is far above all principalities and powers. We're complete in him right now. So the, the perspective needs to be changed in the area of believing from acquiring to releasing. It's something we already are. We just need to release it. Is this good? All right. All right. Though much yet to see. There's a reality of, of identity is, is now. So here's the, here's the wonderful thing about this. It, it, what we're talking about is, it's, un, it's unbelievable, right? It's like, wow, that's just amazing. That, you're talking about stuff that's just beyond, right? <clears throat> and, and that's real for us right now. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> what the truth is if you're not seeing it. You know, that, that's a lot of the issues going on right now. It doesn't matter what reality is. If you're not seeing that, reality to you is whatever your skewed vision is. Can you kind of accept that, right? And what we're talking about here is a truth, but it's something that we're not used to looking at completely, or we can say it and, and nod religiously and say that we believe it, but we're not really believing it until we're living it, right? So... I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not being condemning, but we need to be challenged, don't we? What do we really believe? So let's look at 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. He doesn't call us servants, does he? Now, we'll, we will serve him out of a good heart. We're, what we'll do is we'll be a servant's heart, but... He's saying it's going to come because you're my child. And as much as Hayden is better looking than me and Hunter and Haley. Well, I'm, I can't use you as the example because what I'm about to say. They have some of me in them, you know. <laughs> See, aren't you glad? Yeah, that, that's why they don't. Well, they grow facial hair better than I do too, but it came from somewhere else. <laughs> but but when I when you talk about your child, you're talking about yourself to some degree. You're talk, talking about there's there's some of your DNA in there. There's, there's, it's like and vice versa. Oh yeah, they they talk about us, right? <laughs> <laughs> but God calls it what was this love what's this love he's talking about right now this is what he did in Christ so that he could call us his children and that in doing so every time God calls us his child he's seeing us as complete in him he, it's, it's, like, it's like with your little child with your little baby I mean we were out there Buddy and I we were out there uh, um, golfing with our boys and we're thinking and this is weird, or I thought it was weird anyway. I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. 
We're not hitting the ball rail, but it was really unbelievable that not too long ago, we were holding these creatures in our arms. And now they're smoking us. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I didn't see them out on the golf course, but even in, in, their, in their smallest state, you see them being complete. You see them fulfilling a life that's, that's full and you begin to invest in that being possible for them. You surround them with the atmosphere that's going to make that happen. God loves us so much that he gave us Christ so that we can be born again into newness of life in him. And then he makes it possible for us to be surrounded with an environment that will nurture and bring to fullness of life everything that he sees in his child. Man, we need to look at ourselves as somebody that God right now is proud of. He believes in. He's wanting us to, to grow in. Amen? <clears throat> Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Don't get your input from anybody else. Just let it be from the church. Let it be from God. Amen? Beloved, now are we the children of God. Now, this is the part. When, do, when are we the child of God? Not, not when you get really good at, at prophesying and, and, you know, no, right now. Right now, I'm a child of God, right now. Amen? And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. <laughs> Isn't this cool? We just keep eating and moving. And we'll grow up to the fullness of what that means. We let God do his part. Don't you like that? Right now, God's doing something. We need to say he's doing something in me. He's begun a good work in me. He's going to complete that work. He's born a new life in me that's going to fulfill its purpose. It's going to do everything that it needs to do. But I have to believe that in order to go anywhere else with him. I can't believe in Jesus without believing that. <laughs> it's to deny him to deny who I am. Can you see that? Yes. How important this is? It's, so good. Yeah. it's not yet been revealed. So here's what I want to encourage us in. Don't take what you see right now on the outside as qualifications or validations of its legitimacy. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Take his word. Yeah. <laughs> if he's calling me a child, that's what I'm going to call myself. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Can we go ahead and get ready? We're going to sing one song. Can we do this together today? And just affirm this. When we're singing this song, let's, let's, let's adjust ourselves in this, in this perspective. Say, God, open up the eyes of my understanding. You know, we, we, we're not going to go anywhere in breakthroughs. We're not going to go anywhere in in. The experience of the promises of God without a, a breakthrough in revelation. And this is what I'm praying for here this morning. The Holy Spirit is here right now to, 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 to bring revelation to our hearts about a reality that is much bigger than you're going to get anywhere else. This is actually the truth. And we're, hopefully we're pulling back some, some scales from the truth. But if we don't act on it, if we don't respond, if we don't say, God, this is who I am 
then we'll miss out on the potential to go any further. You don't go to another revelation without doing something with the one you have. You have to grow in it. Amen? And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, this talks about heaven, but I believe it's talking about now. Amen? We can see Jesus here today in the spirit. We might not see him in sandals and long hair and, you know, a cape or whatever. But we can see him in the spirit. He's our savior. He's the son of God. And we can identify with who he is right now. And when we see him, and I encourage us to do this. Let's do this now. Let's, like I said, let's do this tomorrow. Let's make it part of our life. I've heard the truth. Now I'm going to stand on the truth. Amen? Let me just say this real quick too. So what, what, is, what are the challenges to an identity with him? Even as a Christian. But especially until you've accepted him as your savior. Failures, Right? Relationships, rejection, sin. Sin is a big one because it makes you feel like you're identifying with the opposition. God's not condemning you for that. He's, he's welcoming you to be free from that. Why? Because it, it robs you of your identity, your true identity. Right? What else can do that? Pride. What this month is all about. It deprives you of your true identity. Isn't that a deception? To come to him, you have to be humble. You have to be. And what are you doing when you're doing that? You're saying, it's not who I am. It's who you are. Don't you like this verse that says, and when you, when you, when you behold him, it's revealed who you are. <coughs> Amen. So, these are all things that we have to do something with. And we can do something with those today. We can let go. We can let go of, of an identity of failure. We can let go of rejection. We can let go. But you don't let go of something by holding on to it. You don't let go of something by fixing your gaze on it. You let, your go, your, you let go of it by what this verse says. When you see him, it's revealed who you are. All this is powerful. Amen? So I encourage us today, let's behold Jesus. And as we do, let's let there be a revelation of who we are. That we're loved. Amen? That, that we are strong. That we can do exploits. That we, we are powerful in him. That we are not rejected. We're accepted. That we have a future. That we have a hope. Yes. That we have everything that we need. Amen. Yes. 